0: Yes. oh hey H ha- H P happy
1: host pick
0: <laughs>
2: ah yes happy you always have something you always have something creative to say for the host pick and Mama K is also uh,
1: here hi it's my nephew's birthday happy birthday hey nephew yeah. happy birthday
3: well another Bye-bye, year older
1: uh. <laughs> huh I don't even know who that. the one who's almost is, my so. age. So, uh, so really today tonight- no one's celebrating. That, oh, but, yeah, yeah, okay
2: anyway not about that all right tonight as, as just alluded to we are doing our host pick for what is this month June we're doing month of June host pick uh, for those who have not been on a host pick is where one of the four of us here picks something for the rest of everyone to watch uh, instead of doing our rating system it's less formal we just kind of talk about whatever the host wants to talk about and then instead of being a movie it could be it could be a movie but it could be also be a documentary short series TV show episode something on YouTube just anything that it's free online and around movie length or shorter uh, that is eligible for host pick so it was my turn this month and for the first time we're doing a sequel to a former host pick because i had so much fun last time talking about an animated series on netflix called love death and robots we are doing love death and robots volume two because a second volume of love death and robots came out Uh, Uh, recap on that always
1: worse brennan number two is always the worst
2: yeah, you say that, except for Empire Strikes except Back. Except for Empire Strikes Back. Captain America Winter Soldier, and, you know, uh... except. You like First Avenger? No, we don't have time for that. That's a terrible take. Uh, so, Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2. <laughs> last time there was 18 episodes. We only covered six. This time there are eight episodes, and once again we are covering six. So I cut two out. Uh, last time for people who don't remember, Jez Simomake generally liked most of the episodes, a couple didn't like, uh, Nicole was much colder on the series as a whole and <laughs> did not like almost anything, she liked one or two episodes, so we'll see if things have stayed me? the same, if they've changed, what? I said me? Yeah, uh, you, I have, you've, you've never shocking. disliked anything we've done on this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we've grown through COVID.
2: Yeah, grown, uh, changed. Grown
1: or
3: lowered type. standards?
1: let's reveal our hands already
2: (laughs) so these are the six episodes we've done we're going to go through each one at a time automated customer service ice pop squad the tall grass all Through the House, and The Drowned Giant. So if you haven't seen any of those six episodes, or the other two, which we are not doing, but I'll talk about them briefly at the end, uh, they are all on Netflix. It's an animated anthology, so each episode its own unique animation style, unique own its story, they're not connected really. Uh, so yeah, on Netflix, go check it out if you have any interest, because we're going to spoil each one. And since there are six, each of you get two. So who's gonna start us off? Why don't we start with uh, a lighthearted one, an easier one to talk about? I think automated customer service. Let's go to Nicole. <laughs> Kicks things off. What'd you, what's this episode oh. about? What'd you think of it?
3: Whoa. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, so, automated customer service. In my this this is my opinion. Yep. Is a Wally style. Uh, Wow! short short clip (laughs) um of this i guess it's like a like an old folks community where everything is uh machinized and people don't really have to think for themselves anymore which sounds amazing actually but um
1: (laughs) I'm it's almost a, there. I'm, I can't wait.
3: Well, <laughs> well, no, no, I don't want you to be there because one of my biggest fears is that machines will overtake us in our lifetime and we will be left to fend for ourselves versus the smarter machine. And that's pretty much exactly what's happening here. Um, we've got a very grotesque-looking older woman. I don't know why they made her look so real, <laughs> but but so... Protruding.
1: <laughs> for me, it was it. just the haircut. Her haircut was the just... haircut. Oh, oh, it was gosh. a lot
0: more
3: than the haircut. It was fabulous. <laughs> I actually loved the haircut. It was oh. bulging eyeballs that were really great. Um, <laughs> for those who hands. remember last
2: time, listeners, not you guys. I don't know if you guys remember anything from last time. It's similar animation style to when the yogurt took over. Where it's um it's like kinda old three D animation, like old low tech three D. It's stylized. Yeah, it looks like but,
3: Wallace um... and Gromit, kinda. The this this woman has this cute little poofy dog and um <laughs> this anim like animatronic like robot vacuum cleaner is starting to malfunction. So she calls customer service to say that it's not working right and we all know how automated customer service is and how wonderful it is when you're just trying to get through to a a human as she tried to um but uh, things go awry and she puts it into kill mode (laughs) um which is really scary and her poor neighbor her poor neighbor tries to save the day um even though there's some miscommunication um, where he can't tell that she's being held against her will by this robot in her own house. So, this particular one I think is really funny. Um, I think that the if we can look past the hideousness of this woman's face, I think that the <laughs> story is actually really funny <laughs> and feels like it could totally happen because that's like I said, it's just one of my biggest fears that you know are our smart gadgets are going to be smarter than us at some point. But I really, I really did enjoy this one. And it just makes total sense to have this. I mean, it's taking a lot of like Black Mirror-esque, like open your eyes and your phone is in front of you. And, you know, this, the robot is so smart that it can continue to stalk her while still like folding laundry and cleaning up a spill. Um, So I (laughs) like all, I like all of that. And this one is is a really light-hearted version of some of these uh episodes I think a lot of them are dark and j- just uh setting wise um uh not as this one isn't as ominous it's funny um with the hair getting shaved off of her and the dog in the same spot like it's just it's really perfect um so this one. I give a thumbs up to this one because I I think that it really fits into what's current right now with, like, all this technology that we're being introduced to.
2: All right. Good kicking off point. Sounds like a positive note, which is more than you had in the last one. So already off to a good start. (laughs) Now, if people remember from the last episode, Jess, uh, on this episode from last time, took some very detailed Jess-like notes where we can get a, a nice peer into the mind of how Jess, Jess works when she watches things like this. So Jess, why don't you tell us what you thought about uh, this episode?
0: So this was actually my least favorite one. I didn't like this one that much. Mm. Interesting. Um, and
2: you liked the three robots one last time, which was the other comedic episode from last time.
0: I think I kind of remember, kinda remember it. There was, there was cats in that one, right?
2: There were cats in that one, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the cat one.
0: Um, so I wrote, futuristic retiree Miami, very ugly animation. Dog got shaved on accident. Accidental purge mode. Accidental shaved head. Accidental attack from security mode. Hiding from attacking robot. Cannot escape. Old neighbor to the rescue. Runaway old couple from robot apocalypse.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I said to this last point.
1: time. It's like Jess haiku when we do these.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's 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 just pure. We're it's all like Jess stream of consciousness <laughs> turns into haiku. I
2: I, I enjoy it. So yeah. you didn't like this one? What didn't you like about it not- other than the ugly old woman? Or
0: whatever <laughs> well, the ugly old woman is probably why I didn't like it the most. She was just freaking out the whole time, and I just wasn't with it. I don't know. I wasn't with her. I was, mm. I was just uninterested in the plot. I guess it was just her kind of frantically avoiding these attacking robots, and uh, I don't know. It just didn't speak to me
2: all right so we're starting on a down note for jess up note for nicole mama Kay tiebreaker what do we think thumbs up or thumbs down for automated customer service
1: listen i felt this on a deep personal level because this is legit Roomba. we no have point. a Roomba in our house
3: oh my god this is your life <laughs> and all i can think
1: of, i'm watching it and i agree with all the points about you know the heinous looking person and i mean i give her props for being able to a hand headstand and those splits saved her in the very end so i dig that it's true but um um i all i could think of is oh my god this is probably exactly what my dog thinks every time roomba goes off like <laughs> oh, yeah. my dog is terrified of roomba and hides in the bathroom and is probably thinking that is going to eventually kill me so um i yeah i'm a thumbs up on this uh it it, it is a, it is the funny the funniest of of the ones that we watched and um light-hearted but also i mean deep down scary as hell so and like i said that it that's probably my future i don't think by the time i get there which is very soon this is gonna be a problem but maybe by the time y'all get there you might have to be worried
3: about i don't know this. i think some of the gizmos and shit that um your husband would purchase in the next couple of years. True. He is very in into way. all this stuff.
2: If you watch the first 30 seconds where they go through the town and like it's like hip hop music playing, and, while, and all they the other people have like, like movable legs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, did it looks get, pretty sweet. I'm telling you, it had me on the get go. I'm like, this is my kind of music. Okay, this is looking all right. If only we could substitute, like, if I didn't have to listen to yacht rock and I could listen to that. It, this might be paradise for Yacht me. Yacht rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, toes. What is it? Toes in the water, ass in the sand. <laughs> oh my god! Twenty four seven. I cannot. Uh, yikes! Yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, so I, I like this one. It's a it's a funny, lighthearted one. It's it doesn't quite work the whole episode. Like it's not everything lands for me. Uh, even though they're all short some of the chases are a little long but uh, the bits where it has to stop and fold laundry and like clean yes. things in the middle of its attack mode that is that's really good i like all that i like the old guy trying to come to the rescue at the end and then the, the, he gets tased um and that that intro where it's the hip hop music and it's going through like this is i know i gave you guys all your unique watching order, just like the first season. Um, mm-hmm. But this this was the first one that I saw and uh, got me right back into the world. And I, I was really enjoying this one. Uh, I, it's one of the funnier ones. And uh, I would say it's not quite the funniest, though, because the next one we're going to talk about, I think, is Uh-oh. funnier than this one. Uh, Mama Kay, why don't you talk about our next episode, All Through the House?
1: <laughs> well, I was hoping you were going to pick that one, because I'm looking down the list going, Oh, what could possibly be... <laughs> In the realm of humor. Uh, all the through the house. rest are not super funny. <laughs> <laughs> not super funny. All through the house was fun. It was the first one I was asked to watch during, um, this assignment. And, uh, it's the story is basically about these two little kids. It's Christmas time. Santa's coming. Uh, they sneak downstairs as children are wont to do. And lo and behold, Santa is this a creature from away who sucks down the cookies and milk with like a <laughs> octopus a kind of tentacle. Yeah. Um And scares the crap out of them. They wind up sort of huddled. And then the creature gets very close. And the creature says, um, you know, their name. And then there's a pause and then says that they're good. And then spits out a present and does the same for the little boy. The little boy is obviously... A lot more concerned for some reason probably because little boy and um, spits out a very long present for the little boy which I found that to be really interesting anyway um, but my conclusion on this is that this needs to be shown to every five-year-old and every year at Christmas (laughs) from then on Um, because it's you know (laughs) it's just a little reminder of you know you should be good because you don't know what's going to happen if you're bad it could be really bad and that's where it ends is with the little kids in bed <laughs> going, what would have happened if we were on the bad list right so yeah. um i mean is that what really happens who knows only those kids that sneak only us grown-ups out. know yeah right but also, I guess my big question at the end of this was, were they really good? Because they were being sneaky and trying to get down and see whether, you know, and, and spy Santa Claus, which is not, that's not what you're supposed to do on Christmas Eve. So, um, uh, yeah. Well, okay, been a, bit of a be stickler, be right. she would have been a much, problem. a
2: much crueler Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: remember <laughs> I mean, those years when kids. you didn't get any presents, Brennan? Because, you know, you were just a terrible. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um. Uh, this was a good this was a good jumping off point for me because i i did like it too the animation style was very pleasing to the eye it was um really uh modernish looking for me so and i liked it i like i like the the thought behind it and it's you know just a twist on your regular you know fairy tale and i kind of dig that so i'm a thumbs up for this
2: yeah. well good start for you momokae nicole i think
1: so yeah i
3: I too really enjoyed this one. Wow! Um, two for two for Nicole already. Yeah. Already <laughs> higher happening? than last season. <laughs> uh, it was so unexpected, honestly. Like you, I. The creativity of this one really is is wonderful to see. Like I would never expect to see this disgusting, uh, tentacle, nasty, gooey creature be what Santa actually is. Um it just makes it really funny and lighthearted of the whole thing like they're they're just expecting this really jolly person they show it on TV while they're while the TV's on it's this happy guy and then they look and this this thing sucking down milk with a tentacles really gross from um, alien or something yeah <laughs> yeah it's just so funny how scared they are and he comes over with his little hand mouth hands and he just touches them, and he's like, "Ah, oh, good." <laughs> <So he laughs> spits out, a, spits out this nasty present, and she doesn't know <laughs> whether to be excited or disgusted because she got a gift. Like, um, I really loved that, and I too was wondering what happens if you were a bad child. And I yeah. thought that I thought that William was going to be a bad kid, um, but I guess. He was. He didn't warrant that, but I am curious, too, of what bad kids get from this nasty thing. It would have been <laughs> only thing that would have made it better for me if they just put a Santa hat on that thing. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. God. They should have. That would have actually been, been pretty funny. would have been uh, so good. Yeah.
2: Well, there's a volume three coming out, and so we haven't done any sequels. There hasn't been any uh, in-universe sequels, so you never know. We'll see um, if we return to this universe. All right, Jess, what's your, what are your thoughts on this one here?
0: This one actually was my favorite one. Um, oh, I liked okay. it because it like all of the reasons all you guys said it was a very creative twist, a fun surprise and a little creepy and I always like a little creepy. So this is what I, this is what I wrote about it. British Christmas dollhouse vibes. Kids sneaking <laughs> up on Santa. Turns out to be a demigorgon. Spits up <laughs> another <gifts>,
2: Demi dorm- demigorgon. <laughs> deems
0: them good, gave them the gifts they wanted.
2: Actually, <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> what I wanted yes. to
3: say about this one is, I didn't like the style in the beginning of this one either. This was like the third or fourth one that I watched, and I didn't like how the kids were illustrated. But it, like, it doesn't matter once you get into what, what like, the meat of this. It, d- it didn't matter.
0: I actually didn't mind this illustration. I think the only illustration from the series. I really didn't like was the ugly one we just talked about, which is surprising <laughs> for me because I'm usually harsh on the um, illustration parts. But so far, I, I've liked the styles.
2: Yeah, the, I think all I think all six have a different style. I think they're all unique in this one. Last time we had a couple. One of them similar. was
0: actual people, right? The ice one.
2: No, well, no, none of them are actual people.
0: Really, no. I thought like one
1: ice of them definitely seemed like giant. A... No, oh. You mean? I...
0: No, the wait. Did I did I watch the right one?
1: <laughs> she started watching. All right. The house. Well, we'll,
2: well, we will cross that bridge when <laughs> we get to it. If you watch a different one, <laughs> just you and I will do that one. So, uh, <laughs> any anyway, I, I. It sounds like we're four for four on all through the house. I like this one. This is probably my favorite one as well. Um, it's first time I watched this. I was audibly laughing through the whole. Pretty. It's six minutes long. Almost the whole six minutes. As soon as yeah. they see the creature, which is a uh, like. It, uh, Demogorgon, yes, I, I could see that. If you're looking for an older reference, uh, a xenomorph from Alien mixed with like a Guillermo del Toro kind of creature, like the Pale Man from uh, yeah. from uh, what's that called, Pan's Labyrinth? It's yeah. got yeah, it's got Guillermo mixed with or Giger vibes. Really funny twists. I like that it's left up to our imagination. What? It happens if you're bad it's a good funny last punchline and it you know it's better than showing whatever ha- would what actually happen whatever you can imagine is going to be better than what actually happened good shock value um, and yeah I, I really like this one a lot this one is super funny it's one of it's after yogurt took over from the first season this might be my second favorite of the whole series I really I really like this one a lot um, very funny so let's move on now to one where Jess gets to start the conversation off And we'll see if she actually watched it. I think, hopefully, she watched the right ones. Uh, But just tell us about what happens in The Tall Grass.
0: All right. So, The Tall Grass. I like this one. Started out saying, 1800s train ride. The crash. Went out to investigate. Smoked a cigarette before going back on. Something in the very tall grass. Frightened and got lost. Missed the train Perhaps a monster. Running and fighting off the skeletons. <laughs> the trained man scares monsters with fire. Explains the secret curse.
2: Interesting. Okay. What, uh, so you like this one. What would you like about this one?
0: Uh, I think because it was creepy. Like, I, <laughs> why I liked all through the house. Um, it, it reminded In me a of... a very like different the, way. Yeah,
2: this one's not a comedic creepy. Well, this is I guess the fact horror. that it's just like... <laughs>
0: There's just yeah. a monster there, and that's just the genre that I like. I wish I kind of knew more background behind Secret Curse, but I'm okay with not knowing more because that would just make the episode longer. <laughs> so, that's
2: that right. These good. are like short little fables, <laughs> so we get, you know, just enough to think about, but not. we're not going to get whole worlds, except for one of them. One of them we get a pretty well defined world, but uh, all right. On to Mama well, okay, K. What'd you think of <laughs> grass. I could see you loving this one.
1: So. Yeah, grass. I had one comment that I wrote down in big fat letters was, why, question mark. <laughs> this made no sense to me because... You have this conductor who's clearly a masochist because he's all, this all like, at the end, we find out this happens, you know, occasionally, <laughs> but when it happens, he's just like, go you. out into the grass, I'll call your name twice, and then we're fucking out of here. So the guy hears his name, you know, here's the second call, and he's freaking out. That's when these guys come out. And it's like, and the conductor has to be standing there in a very non, you know, tom hanks way going <laughs> you, you think he's a bad there guy he saves the- him he
2: saves him from the creatures
1: Wait, okay, well, okay this, this is, is the polar yes that's express. exactly
2: what she was doing uh, <laughs> that, i'm
1: comparing the conductor the, to the polar express yeah i did I'm have saying, some polar express vibes in the beginning right it's the very anti-Tom Hanks is what it is. It's, he's not going around going, hot, hot, hot chocolate, you know? He's, like, going around going, you're going to die. You're going to die. Did so, you know you made a Polar Express reference on hoping, the
2: last I, episode I, that you, we did this for? The last Love, Death, I listened to it not too long ago just to, like, remember that episode. Pretty sure you made a Polar Express yeah. reference on that episode as well.
1: It's maybe the animation. Everything.
2: Yeah, it might be. The yeah, animation
1: style. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's not the comparison I'm making here. I'm, this would have saved... I, I didn't like this one. This might have been my least favorite mm. because it didn't save itself. Well, maybe my second least favorite. But it might have saved itself if actually the conductor did have like a hero complex and he did that just so he could save them. But it was just sort of like, don't tell anybody that this happened because no one's going to believe you. And then he just sort of walks in the in the cabin of the... But that, like, leaves, like, little air of mystery. Yeah, a little mystery. No, but I want... But if he smirked or something, I would have bought it. I would have bought the whole thing. I never thought the conductor was a bad guy. I
2: figured he was a good guy who couldn't, like, talk about the secret and, like, just was, like... uh, like, Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: Why would someone keep that job? Why would someone tell him to go out and and go ahead and smoke Maybe a cigarette? Maybe he feels it's obligated because he's the only
0: one who knows, right. and then he has to save the innocent people whenever. And that no one happens.
2: would believe him happens. if they told him the truth, so he has to just try to keep him as safe as he can without actually revealing because <sighs> they're they're gonna think he's crazy. No, I'm, I'm picking Wrong. up a just or you don't down. tell
1: this. No, or you don't tell the story at all because he's basically like, we've stopped. You can't get off the train. Over. Period. This is done. So, well, that uh, wouldn't be a fun episode. Yeah, he wouldn't have a cigarette. Well, what right. do, you, it what wouldn't, do you do That wouldn't need <laughs> to be made. None, none of that None of that needed to happen. So, also, back trains back in the 1800s, like Jess was talking about, you could definitely smoke on. So, not a problem. Uh, yeah, this is a, a thumbs down for me.
2: All right. Well, Nicole, break the tie on this one. What are you thinking?
3: Mm, I'm going to call this in the middle.
2: Uh, I'm going to call it a draw?
3: <laughs> I'm going to call this one a draw. Um,. Yeah, I mean, the story is interesting um, of kind of what those creatures are, actually. Um, I agree. I don't think that guy had to get off the train at all to go smoke. So that was like, he could have really, this could have alleviated a lot of problems.
0: But it really looked like (laughs) the train was on fire when they crashed. I thought it was,
3: too. I thought it was, too. I was like uh what (laughs) but you know what now that we think back to it maybe he was warding them off from the back of the train with the fire Mm. that he saved the guy from i don't know Uh, maybe they were trying to get on the train yeah i don't know i i thought the same thing too it looked like it was on fire but i did say that one of my biggest fears would be like going into like a field and not being able to find your way out so that was definitely heightened experience. Yeah, you were freaked out
2: at the point. beginning of this one, for sure. You were, like, yeah, actually I, tense on this one.
3: <laughs> I, I don't like that. That's very scary to me. So, um, other than that, I, I also couldn't hop on board with the... Uh, uh, um, oh, no! <laughs> uh, Whoa. Uh, with the... <laughs> Um Ooh. i fucking forget what i was gonna say uh <laughs> with the storyline <laughs> wasn't it's not my favorite that that's really all that i have to say about this one it, it's i i liked other ones more than this
2: Okay, well, um, I mean, this isn't my favorite of the series, but I, I kind of, I'm more with Jess in that I like, I enjoyed the ride, the ride. Uh, Oh my god, (laughs) you guys! Uh, It's it's a it's a fun like it's a fun fable, fun fairy tale, which is a lot of the best ones of the series. Uh, There's the ones that build a world really quickly and have like good fleshed out characters, and that's hard to do in a short ones, and those are really good. Other than those ones, though, my favorite ones are the short little fables, like the Christmas one, like this one. There's a couple from last series that we did We're like, it, I don't need a full explanation on everything going on. I like just, like, uh, here's our couple of characters. Here's the predicament that's going on. Uh, scare me. Make me laugh. You know, do do whatever you gotta do in ten minutes and then end with a little, like, oh, what happened? Nobody knows or what would have happened. Like end it with a little, like, the story's wrapped up, but think about this. Like, I think this, this accomplishes that. I think it's a good little like a campfire story, so... I like the tall grass well enough. It's not one of my favorites, but I think it's passable. Uh, and now we are at the halfway point. It's time to find out if Jess actually watched the same episode as the rest of us. So, uh, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, tell us what happens in ice.
3: So, to me, ice seems to be set in some futuristic Arctic world. I'm not really quite sure if this is, like, post-apocalyptic and some... Location has been frozen over or something, but the definition says
2: ice covered colony planet. So, it's some sort of future where we have colonies on other planets. So,
3: okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of machinery there to either dig up oil or something like that under a crust of ice. And yeah, it sounds I, I like didn't watch this. All right, so Jess, I think I know, <laughs> Jess, I think I know which one you watched.
2: So,
0: I watched Ice Age
2: you watch uh, that oh okay so that's from season one you and i can talk about that after this just a quick a quick a quick one a quick talk so jess will (laughs) omit herself from this nicole continue Uh, nicole mama k and i will do this one
3: oh um (laughs) but uh yeah it, it has a family that must have been relocated here for work and the dad has to work these long hours it seems like kind of like a Uh, A working town, um, much like I imagine an oil refinery town is in the United States with just men that work their ass off to provide for their families and um, young teenage kids that have been picked up and separated from their lives many times to go live with, you know, while the the father goes to work in the fields, per se, so... The difference with the kids is there's one that has some sort of, uh, I can't even remember what they called it, uh, extra powers. <laughs> uh, all, super. Yeah. Su-
2: all the people are genetically
3: modified on this planet, except Mod, for. Mods. Ex- they're mods. Yeah. He's except modded. for the one kid. What yeah.
2: are so, the brothers. Se- Sedgwick and Fletcher. Sedgwick is the. And he's not the
3: older modified. one, which I didn't yeah. think he was at first, but right. um, he seems like a normal guy, an extra, and tries to keep up with his brother. Meanwhile, he's. I guess his parents think of him as a loner, as do other people, because he's not the same. Um, but just a typical two brothers trying to be the, the the outcast is trying to be in with the crowd. And um, they decide to go watch this whale breach um, of these like neon whales that come up every now and then. And I guess if you have this mod modification, you can run quickly and do these crazy stunts. To get away from the breaching quickly. But. Sedge tries to keep up. And we see that. They really can't keep up. Nor can the other brother. But they still manage to stay safe. And get to see this amazing experience. And the brothers are. Kind of both taken in by the crowd at the end. Barely. Um, It's interesting. Very interesting story. The illustration of this one is more more anime-ish than other ones i would say um it's not a style that i i particularly watch very often but i think it adds to the 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 coldness of this one it feels very cold it feels very um aloof a lot of times so very interesting a lot of sharp lines um which which adds to just how like easily these people can like jump up in the air and like do these crazy things so yeah i like that aspect of it um the story i don't want to say it's lacking but i feel it's kind of basic um i don't know if there was something else maybe they could have done to really show off the skills of the people i don't really quite know what they're trying to get at in the terms of in terms of the message of this one um so um, to me it has because i give it a pass not because i was totally blown away by what i watched it was just
2: fine this is the same creator who did uh zima blue last time so the same team who did zima blue it's the same animation style oh uh, i
0: don't think i like that one yeah jess and Mama K didn't watch this jess and yeah. Mama K were
2: detractors of zima blue nicole liked zima blue from last time um but uh <laughs> different story definitely this time the, the zima blue is very heady this is a little more straightforward uh, Mama K, what did you think of this one
1: um well Thanks for letting me know that I didn't really care for it last time because I didn't really care for it this time <laughs> either. Okay. I think I I've, I've got some growth in it in that I think the anime the anime style a lot of what Nicole said is I I don't want to say cuz it's going to just be reiterating it but the sharpness the anime style not my jam. Uh, I think the story in this one might is a little um more thought provoking than the other one only because I'm watching this happen, and there's, there's everyone's mods. I don't really know why the other boy is not mod. Um, I don't know if that's explained or. not. I don't not. get it either. No, um, but I mean, we.
2: I mean, that's just kind of what you're presented. He's he's the outcast. Go go right. I don't know if there. it's supposed
3: to be like representing that perhaps the the older one is like autistic or something. I don't really get it. Well, I
2: took it as like uh, so. These guys are like. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Okay. These are like skater punky kind of kids. They want to go and yeah. race these whales and do these extreme stunts. There's though, you know, everyone knew those kids in high school or college or whatever, and they're those kids. Yeah. And there's the one brother or friend who's kind of lame and he's kind of not like everybody else. He's not like up to speed, but he wants to prove himself and be like, I can hang with you guys. I'm just as cool as you guys are. And that's this kid. In this case, instead of cool kid and like punk skater, whatever kids, it's the, it's the modded teenagers and then there's the, the regular guy yeah
1: But the difference in this and the thing that I kind of want to point out that I find interesting, actually, in this story is that when you're talking about the analogy you just just made with skater kids or like jackass kids, you know, is that they're the outcasts sort of that are that are not fitting into regular society. As opposed to here, there's just this one kid like there's it seems like there's just this because everybody in the whole, you know, everybody on the streets, everybody, his family. Uh, and, and this other group of kids that they end up hanging out with all are uh, mod and th- there's just this one kid that's not and um, I think that's what's a little bit different for me and it had me thinking of a couple of different things mainly is that you know this feels futuristic because you know different planety. we don't really we don't have other people or on planets that I know of um, sure. so it feels futuristic and I think that when we are living in our world right now, it's all about, especially in, in this day and age, it's all about everybody being their own individual, but being included in everything. And you kind of hope that that's the world that we're pushing toward, right? That's what we want it to look like. And yet, over and over again, we, whenever we f- get into these futuristic worlds, they're so... Uh, they're so based on everything being uniform, and the individual doesn't really matter. It's really interesting that that's what when we're doing all of this, uh, fantasizing about what the future is going to look like in storytelling, we're not telling the story that we think we want to happen. It's really, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, or well, yeah, we're no, we're thinking that. Well, just utopia.
0: sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo. No yes, what
2: Jess. Well, Jess, well, you and I can do a brief, a brief couple minutes on the other one you watched, but yeah, it, it's also, like... we'll
1: just we'll talk about Ice Age next with Ray Romano. It's great. <laughs>
2: no, I'll, I'll go brief on this one. Uh, I'm surprised okay, you took so much out of this one because I thought Zima Blue from last season was one of the deepest and most interesting episodes. And this one, beautiful animation. Love this. And I love this animation style. I love when they walk by. You see the little breaths and the very silhouetted characteristics. And yeah. Oh.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that's what I I, I, meant, I meant. Excuse me, I meant to comment on that. Did you notice one of the breaths in this? At, when he said the word "fuck," it actually breathed that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's part of what. Like, what that was I was so cool. There's so much good anime. I love this animation. And then when we see the whales pop out, it like pops it look. they look like almost not even matching with everything to add to that wonderment and and enjoyment this is a total style over substance one for me because i i'm kind of with nicole i i thought the story was okay like it was fine it wasn't really the beat the cool things was like the animation and like all of the different like characteristics and how unique it all looks um so i i see where i'm glad you got to the end of it okay because you did not like the other ones messaging zima blues but you seem to right be more interested in this one so it sounds like we're kind of mixed on this one it's not my it's a, this is another one that's a little bit lower for me just because the story doesn't hold up but i really do love this animation style i hope there's another one of this type of animation in the third series so uh just i guess you picked the right one to skip because it sounds like you wouldn't have enjoyed this one anyway so let's do a quick a quick a quick five minutes on ice age which is from season one you're right it is the only love death and the robots to star real people in it uh and th- huh. I, and we'll talk about this one because i this was on the bubble last time when i had to pick six episodes at 18 this was on the bubble it was down to this and a couple others so um yeah go ahead what do you got for, for uh, ice age
0: so i think you guys would have liked it um apart from my notes i'll read that too but it's basically like this young couple move into an apartment together they open their freezer and they realize there's a little civilization in there so at first i saw like a woolly mammoth in the ice age yep. and then time goes by extremely fast so every second goes by you can see the world advancing so it's like then it turns medieval and then it turns to industrial revolution and then they just kind of watch this little world in their freezer and that's that's basically the whole glimpse of the episode i think you guys would like it so i wrote (laughs) young couple in apartment found a small mammoth and an ice cube there is a lost civilization in their refrigerator city advances before your eyes War hits its face and it got really red. <laughs> Waited for war to end while eating pizza. Welcome to the future. The world restarts. Question mark.
2: <laughs> Based
1: on that description,
2: uh, uh, Nicole, okay,
1: are, are interested in watching this episode? Yeah, this sounds really fun. Actually,
3: it's got to be better than the ones we watched last time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know you were
1: not a fan of the other
3: one.
2: This was on the bubble. It was actually this or fish night, which you guys all like Fish Night, so um, I, I think I picked the right one, although it sounds like you guys would have liked this one too. Uh yeah, this one's a fun one. Uh every time they close the freezer door and open it back up in like an hour or two, just is right, like a, a civilization has advanced to a certain point after we get That's past awesome. what we and every once in a while we get a little glimpse into their life where we see these like two construction workers sitting on a beam and then and then you see like a freeze frame of Mary Elizabeth Winslet said to over Grace looking in and there's like, who are these fucking idiots? Every 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 once in a while, they, they come in here and they just stare at us and they, they're completely frozen because time is moving so fast in the freezer. Uh, and the the end, they they advance the civilization civilization so much that the whole the whole like there's nukes that go off in there. As just said, the red face. Uh, there's a nuke that blows up in Topher Grace's face and he gets sunburned. And uh, so they go through war and all that stuff. And in the end, they become this like singularity. They become this like glowing beam of light that shoots out all over their all over their kitchen and it's like you know oh we've achieved some sort of advancement and then the whole process starts over again with uh, cavemen fighting dinosaurs which is not historically accurate to our world but maybe in the freezer world time (laughs) works differently so uh let's get past that we spent enough time on an episode that we weren't actually supposed to do and we will move (laughs) back into season two the drowned giant back to you jess keep us going keep us rolling the drowned giant what do you got
0: All right, the drowned giant, naked giant on the beach, people climbing on him, observe the giant, looking more dead, a lot of intellectual thought, graffiti, amputation, everyone forgot but decorated the stores with bones. Some closing (laughs) remarks. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Decorated the stores <laughs> with phones. Mars. Closing remarks is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? But yeah, Thumbs this one, like down. I said,
0: had a lot of intellectual thought. It's just this, the smart. I, I don't know what he was like—an anthropologist or whatever—British guy observing <laughs> this giant being Anthropologist, very British, diligent whatever. about it yeah <laughs> there's not really much of a plot i thought like maybe the giant would awaken and scare everyone
2: <laughs> that's what really it's
0: just, for. <laughs> a, just a washed up naked guy and a lot of words
2: <laughs> all right well that's yeah this is a a little bit more of a, a thinker i suppose well, okay thoughts on the on the drowned giant
1: uh, I really like the animation style in this. It was super realistic. And the thing that really caught my eye was right at the very beginning when uh we find the giant on the beach and this guy and his crew roll up that there is animation like they're focusing. There's a focus on him, but the rest of the animation is, you know, muted and just like it would be in a film. I mean, it was very film quality uh animation. I liked it. I liked that very much. Um the story of the giant i really was like completely involved in this like i interesting uh as much as Jess jo- wasn't um i was no, i, I mean, was in- i
0: did like it it was just a lot of a lot of talk and no action kind of thing
2: it's the whole thing is a narration the whole thing is a narration yeah. of the guy observing the giant washing up being graffiti decaying yeah all that stuff
1: right um there's a lot of interesting choices i thought and this thing had me and i think it was uh i I thought it was sort of going to be my number one until the very end and then it kind of bummed me out that the last thing that they talk about is the fact that now his penis is like a circus memorabilia thing and i'm like did they have to do that why did they have to do that? Because there were no because, animated
2: boobs this season.
1: Well, there were many other opportunities while he was laying on the beach to explore the penis area, and they didn't do it. So, uh, I think they kind of did it in a cheesy way, and I'm bummed about that. Um, otherwise, I liked it. I did, I mean, I'm I'm mad. I'm so mad at humanity that they would use this guy as like their own personal jungle gym and graffiti board. Uh, you know making sandcastles on his stomach is not okay i was like i i was really i wanted to know about this guy i was the guy wanting to know about this guy so um i liked it i like the real i really like the realness of it and i it was it's telling it was telling for me about how awful people
2: yeah, this spoke Indeed. to your art history background and your cynicism towards humanity. <laughs> so there you go; you were very much <laughs> that guy.
1: <laughs> uh, Thank the- you so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole. What, I, I know you had a, an overarching thought on this episode, but what, what are your total thoughts on the drowned thought giant?
3: I didn't really like this one. Um, I wonder if it's because it was one of the last ones that I watched, or if it's because it was just a one guy talking the whole time that bored the shit out of me um maybe it's a combination <laughs> um but what his like mysteriousness really i don't care about that i don't find someone's deep thoughts being <laughs> thought-provoking to me usually
1: you mean the giants the giants' story is not interesting to you
3: uh, th- i didn't find a story i didn't No, there is no story. story
1: but the thought that there is a story behind it but you, no one's ever gonna know it that's not interesting well
3: that's the problem is that where <laughs> okay where are the fucking inve- uh, investigators and the fbi <laughs> and the police Nicole anybody to come very back upset where this fucking that guy no came from <laughs> they just left him there to rot It's horrifying like i t- i too would love to know the background of this giant and where it came from is it from the sea is it from land is it from the sky It just showed up one day and nobody is there to friggin figure out if it's a human or a humanoid, anything like it just really pissed me off that this it seems like a really amazing discovery just went to waste. And the only thing here is some is some scientist dude that doesn't even do anything about it or whatever he is uh, that really irritated me with this. And I wish that it was something more. I really wanted to hear his story. And I totally agree with you, Mama Kay. I think that it was, you know, disgraceful to see what humanity does to something like this. And it goes back to, you know, many a, a thing to realize what humanity can do. And sometimes it's like, for some reason, it reminded me of the Berlin Wall. I don't know why. I mean, I guess the graffiti, the graffiti. of one side of the wall versus the other and just shows the way that humanity acted on one side of the wall versus the other. And, um, we saw the decomposing of the body in the water is so natural. And then the other side of his body is covered in, in paint like that. That's a, a moving story. But at the same time, I I thought that so much of it was lost because the story of this one guy looking at it was just got boring, and I couldn't latch on to the thought of what this guy is, like what this being is. So I wish it was more, and that's what kind of irritated me about it the most.
2: So I've seen, uh, as with all these, I've seen these a couple of times each. I think the third time today for this episode when I watched it with Nicole. And I've liked this one progressively less as I've watched it. First time I watched it, I was like, because this is the last one in the the series. This is the last one you would see if you watched it in the Netflix order. Um, And it's very different than all the other episodes. It's not about violence or gratuitous sex or... Uh, just like crazy over the top action. This is a very it's a pure thinking piece where it's just a guy talking about a guy. Um, and there are interesting things that I think about this, and like the the penis in the museum has a part of that at the end because it's it, 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 the big point at the end is that, no one remembers the giant. People think of it as just the beast of the sea. It's kind of like, it reminds me of those people who are like, oh, magic used to be real, but we don't, magic isn't real anymore because we've forgotten how to do it because uh, the practice has been lost over the years. Or dragons used to be real or whatever you, whatever mythical thing you want to believe in used to be real, but we've forgotten through our time. We had a big thing and we and we thought it was a big fancy thing and we destroyed it and desecrated it and took pieces of it for our own our own benefit like the guy with the bones over the store and the penis and the in the carnival and then we've just completely forgotten about what it ever was that there was ever a living thing behind it um and so now it's a myth there was never any giants giants don't exist don't you know that science tells us science has been this in this world oh they did exist this guy remembers and uh, but everyone else has forgotten um so, if you have to ignore the FBI, CIA, police, like, going in and doing a deep Area 51 <laughs> level investigation. And you also have to be on board with the fable aspect of a lot of these where, like, it's not literal. It's telling a a, a story that is a little more like, oh, interpret it. Like, think about, like, what this is saying about our society. Um, so, I, I like this a little bit less each time. Having said all that, I like it a little bit less each time because the ones that do that fable thing good... Um, they're better than this episode and the ones that do like the over the top gratuitous violence that they are more entertaining than this episode. Uh, I've, I've grown less enthused with this. It's the only one written and directed by Tim Miller, who is the co-creator of the series with David Fincher. He's the guy who made the Deadpool movies. So he's one of the big voices behind this. It's based on an old JG Ballard story about the, uh, the drowned giant, but that's enough time spent on this because and also this was the most um polarizing one for people it's a love it or hate it one a lot of fans from yeah. the first series hate this one a lot of people who now like the series like this one like new converts um so people who like you know the over-the-top violence and sex do not like this one people who want to think or tend to like surprise this one, so not a surprise uh, at all so let's end <laughs> then with our last episode And this is, just like we ended with the most popular ones last time, this is the number one episode by most people. Everyone seems to love this episode. It's by far the first out of these eight for most people. Mama K, bring us home with Pop Squad.
1: Wow. Um, So I guess by saying that, your audience is pretty solidified in who they are and what they like, because uh, this is definitely... A flavor that you would want to seek out and not encounter in a dark alley, not really uh, looking for it because uh, Pop Squad is about a society, maybe our society at some point where... um, Dystopian
2: future, your favorite
1: category. Yeah. my my favorite my favorite category where children uh don't exist and when they do it's it's an abomination and the people who want to have them are called breeders and uh they're i don't really know what happens to the breeders but they kill the children so uh my thought in the very beginning when i saw the first scene where they did that very thing i thought well if there's a couple kids and there's a couple adults just kill the adults and then let the kids live cuz you know it's a zero sum game at that point so it's interesting because it's not something that you know most people are going to have um an appetite for nobody seems to uh, want to go around killing kids babies and toddlers and this guy who is um an enforcer, a police officer is, is the main character of this, and he has to go do it. And then uh, it, it obviously pains him to do it, and he thinks about it for some reason, this one kill a lot. And then he comes across, uh, he's, a, he's alone, and he comes across this woman with a toddler, and he, um, he spares them, winds up losing his own life, killing killing his partner, right?
2: Yeah, that's his partner.
1: Yeah, I thought it was his partner. Killing his partner and wind, winds up dying in the process. So, I don't know what that says at the very end of, of you know, to to analyze the whole thing, but I think the concept is, is interesting. Uh, it's not an unknown concept. Killing kids is probably not the best, you know, the the more unknown concept, but Like movies from the 70s, there's a movie in the 70s called Logan's Run. And basically everybody, as soon as you turn 30, you uh, are killed. So um, that's how they take care of the whole population situation. So, um, but it brings up the whole, the whole thought of why do we, why do we have children? Why, why do we, why are we programmed to do this? Because I think that's, that's what it is, is it's part of our animal programming is to, to go forth and procreate and it makes you think of why why are we why do we do this so i i don't like the subject matter at all it's an interesting tor- story to be told it's probably not something i would want to watch again though I, I i i get what they're saying there you go <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> probably the best take i could imagine from you mom okay uh, uh
2: jess give us some cliff notes on uh, pop squad <laughs>
0: So I didn't actually like Pop Squad too much. I think Pop Squad and Automated Customer Service were two I probably wouldn't recommend. But Tall Grass, Ice Age, All Throughout the House, The Drowned Giant, um, I did like. But Pop Squad, FBI investigating old lady and abused children in dirty basement. Elegant <laughs> opera singer. It was her boyfriend. She wants it. He's thinking about the dead kids. The green dinosaur. She wants it. The green dinosaur. In parentheses, again. Civilian dead. The green dinosaur. He went to the stuffed animal manufacturer. Suspicious of the lonely girl. Found the kid. He has sympathy for children. He got aggressive, but left. Killed an innocent person.
1: Just if you listen it. to Jess and you listen to me, you would think that we watched something two entirely different
2: things. <laughs> You're cho- Jess yeah. is just very literal in her description. You're a little yeah. more talking about the, the themes and story. But we, we need we need both right. perspectives. So you didn't like this one, of Jess. Course. What did you not like about this one?
0: I don't know. I, I think <laughs> it was just a lot. It, I don't think the plot really appealed to long? me. It was, it was too long. sci-fi-ish, I guess. It was longer. I think th- the... The episode could have gone more into, like, his internal conflict of, like, his love for children, but also being, like, the policeman guy he is. But I think it, it kind of brushed over that. The girl was just a weird distraction. She didn't even have to really be there. And I don't think the style was exactly my favorite either, the animation style.
2: All right. Well, uh, we, got two, we got two more negative opinions in general. Uh, Nicole?
3: This one is so confusing. This is the first one that I watched of all of them. It's very dark material. The whole thing of two lifestyles. They have the, I guess, the plebes that live on the surface of the earth. And they're the ones that have children and have to keep them in hiding. And then they have this, like, real bougie community in the top above the clouds wherever he's flying that police car to that have like eternal life and also the people on ground have, eter- have eternal life essentially i mean it doesn't really make sense the woman that he spoke to in the house has lived mm-hmm. for 200 years and ha- has a, a basically a toddler but at the same time his girlfriend's getting these like boosting life treatments it just really doesn't make much sense to me. I can how. do a quick
2: explanation just to, for people. The, no, listen. I don't
3: really. I don't want it. Um, All right, fine. I'll do it, on it my own. <laughs> it doesn't. The the correlation that we're trying to um like it, it, I, me just watching it, it doesn't make much sense. So I if they're going to do it that way, there needs to be more explanation in the actual video. Or excuse me, episode to understand why. It's so important for people to not have children in order to live longer. It, d- it doesn't correlate when we get further on in the in the episode. So that whole thing to me doesn't make sense. The internal struggle that he has of killing these two children, realizing he wants to have kids, but that would mean death the it, it, mortality, I guess. It, it, it's wrong. That's not what they set it up for to me. So I don't particularly care for the storyline because feel like there's a lot of plot holes in it that lead me to believe that what he thinks versus what actually happens um, is false. So I don't I don't like this one because of that. And the, I don't want someone to read... No offense. And I don't want someone to read me what happens because then it takes away from what I actually watched. I don't want to have a preconceived thing because you should have set that up for me as I was watching it. So, you know, the, the whole thing is very like confusing for someone that doesn't want the research i, I want the, the story if you have to make it another three minutes longer for us to get the story do that because
1: otherwise it's very conflicting or cut one of the dinosaurs i mean that would have yeah. helped yeah because jess had like seven <laughs> well, just green, saying, dinosaurs.
2: green dinosaur. she wants it right. um <laughs> so uh, Nicole I watched the same thing you did and I didn't do any external research and I picked up what it was putting down <laughs> as far as if you take the rejuvenation serum which is the thing that makes you live forever you become right. infertile and you can't have kids. Right. I thought that was pretty straightforward. Right. Sounds like Mama K got that too. So But it, do,
3: it it doesn't sound make sense to me. How how long is the current is an uh, average lifespan then because immortal. the woman had a, a child and she was 214 years old.
2: Yeah, so when you stop your – they said it in a couple of different parts, the people who have kids stop taking their treatments. And when you stop taking right. your treatments, you can have kids. I see.
3: And okay, then they have then kids. that was my bad. Then I didn't hear that part. No, no, it's okay. I mean, it's
2: I, – I, there's no external research required, though. This is this is conveyed in, in the episode. Um,
3: I don't think I picked up
0: on that nor thought it was that important. I just thought, like, that medicine stuff was just keeping you looking young, and that was it.
2: Yeah, uh, quite literally. It's basically this. This it's it's the it's the problem of would you be immortal if there were no more children? And that is before you know before we get to the end here, because this is the only one that I think has like a deeper philosophical question. The three of you, would you be immortal if it meant children never existed again? Like right now, it could be like every three months you take this this rejuvenation thing, and it makes you. 20 something and you get to do that forever like as long as you care to live uh, but there are no children you can't have children no one can have children uh, sound like a good world to you uh, Jess
0: I don't want to live forever no
2: you don't want to live forever so you do not like this world you would not like to live here no Nicole no Mama okay
1: this world is so problematic because even if you live forever, there's got to be somebody who is like sweeping the floor of opera lady who wants to be a 4,000 year old janitor. I mean, no, I don't want this well, world. Well, you can still Come take on. your
2: life. You could still take your own life if you oh, hate great. your life so much. I well, would love
1: that. No, but what's going to the, the guy who's a janitor is a janitor forever. He's never not going to be a janitor.
2: You're 500 so, years old. You're sick of living. Jump off the high building that you're sweeping. Like not that hard.
1: That's, no, this is, this is, no, this is not, this is not the answer. Interesting. The answer.
2: So this is <laughs> interesting that none of you like this. This is the most popular episode for most people. And I like this I episode. I think this that's my
1: foolish. S- I think it's
3: foolish that this is the most popular episode. This is my second favorite this-
2: episode of this season, personally. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm conflicted. I think I'd probably take the
3: live forever People thing. think this is like luxurious. It's not. It's, it's that's ridiculous.
1: Well, but the thing is, is not everybody is it, it's not realistic to think everyone's going to be living that lifestyle that we saw. Like, they're not.
2: No, but, like, t- like take your lifestyle right now. If you could replicate this level of whatever you're at forever, I I've, I would consider that. And then if I got bored, you can always take your life. But I don't think I'd get bored for Dude, 80 years. No. I t- I'd get bored after hundreds have, of years. I have
1: hip pain every morning when I wake okay, up. Okay, these people are all... <laughs> I'm not going to live another thousand years with <laughs> well, These this, people
2: no. take their rejuvenation. They they don't come back as 50, 55-year-old women. They come back as, you know, people in their 20s or 30s.
1: Alright, I'm just you know, if this were offered today, it's 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 a hard pass for me, dog.
2: All right. Well, sounds like you guys are all out on this last one. It's interesting. Um I I, I like this episode. I it tells a really complete story. Uh and other than the the Santa Claus episode, this is this is one of my favorites um, what is the age-sex
1: demographic of people who watch this Love Robot thing? Well, I
2: think you guys can probably come to that conclusion that you're the only three women who have ever watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots, except for <laughs> except for the supervising director who was the director of this episode, Jennifer Yu Nelson, who uh, she directed Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3 and was the head story writer on the first Kung Fu Panda. So she's experienced in animation, and she took over as uh, the lead uh, supervising director for the second season of Love, Death, and Robots after Tim Miller couldn't do it anymore he Tim Miller ran the first season she ran the second season and the overall consensus is that the hardcore fans like season one more because there's more boobs and there's more murder and more cursing and the average guys. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. and then
2: the average watcher of things this is a higher like Rotten Tomatoes critical score but the audience score is lower this season because it's run by a woman who took some of the crazy edge out and even though she directed an episode none of you guys liked um so, uh, but, I mean, closing thoughts for me. I'll, I'll lead it off. It's a more consistent season. The low, the, the lows are higher. There's no stinkers, even the two we didn't do. They're not terrible episodes. Um, there's nothing – I don't think there's anything really bad about this season like the other season, which, you know, again, I, I protected you from some of the worst the other season. Uh, but the highs are lower in this and that. There's no, like – other than the Christmas one, I, I wouldn't put any of these in my top five of all Left Death and the Robots. So uh, more consistent, but no, no, the peaks and valleys are have shrunk. Uh, closing thoughts, uh, we'll start with Nicole, since I guarantee she liked this more than last season. Because uh, <laughs> you liked it, <laughs> some of them.
3: Oh yeah, this was much better than last time. Do, should I give you my ratings of what I like the most?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, one, one to six, go ahead.
3: Mm. Okay, well, my last one... Was the uh, drowned giant thought that was just so boring? Um, <laughs> fifth place was Pop Squad, also terrible. Fourth place was Tall Grass, um, average. Third place was Ice, um, interesting, more interesting story. Second place was Automated Customer Service because that was pretty funny. And first place was All Through the House, short, sweet, and to the point. Just closing thoughts and your ranking
0: um i like season two significantly better i think more quality less quantity it's the way to go i (laughs) I ranked mine opposite so i'll start with my favorite first all through the house tall grass ice age the Drowned giant pop squad and automated customer service
2: yeah, that, that oh. lines up. So we've got two likes of season two better and uh, similar, but a little little couple difference in the rankings. Mama K, closing thoughts and ranking.
1: Closing thoughts are, I'm really glad you had us revisit this type of viewing situation because although I, I had, there were some stinkers last time and things that I wouldn't ever want to revisit, um, this is really interesting because it's really hard to tell a story in a short amount of time and especially... Uh, I mean, it's easier in an animated style, I think, than it is in real life, except for Ice Age, um, the refrigerator one that I'm going to have to watch now. Um, (laughs) But it has me, there's a lot, it has me, it has a lot of creative thought um, going on in in my brain right now. So that's kind of, and I like that. I like things that that sort of stoke that. So um, I didn't have a ranking coming in, but I can look at my list and just tell you straight away that. Uh, my least favorite was Tall Grass. That's number six because it's the, <laughs> the plot line was just too fucked up for me. Um, probably number five is Ice. Um, for the reasons I stated before. Um, the other ones kind of blend a little bit. I really like Drowned Giant. I really, I don't want to say I liked Pop Squad because it's, it's reprehensible, but it's an interesting take on, you know, Uh, life and overpopulation. Uh, So that's probably number three for me. And then number two is going to be all through the house. Um, It really should have been number one because it was really tight, short, sweet, exactly perfect but there is just something about a frickin' Roomba going crazy that I can't <laughs> say no to there were some things that bowed to some other uh pieces of of tv life that I like when when the robot had to stop to pick everything up and fold everything I'm reminded of season five episode of X-Files, bad blood where they're vampires. And in order to stop the vampire from coming at him, he threw like a box of pencils or something at him. And then he's like, Oh man, now I got to pick all these up before I come at you. And that's exactly what it reminded me of. So, uh, i really enjoyed that one that's number one for me also i'm closest to living that very lifestyle
2: (laughs) bad blood best x-files episode we'll get into that another day um the drowned giant's my least favorite uh you know i I like all of these but it's my least favorite as it just hasn't it's kind of degraded with more watches uh quality wise Uh,
1: like he did
2: Uh, yeah maybe maybe i actually do like it then no it's 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 okay but it's not great um (laughs) I wish I could like Ice more. I really love the animation, but the story is pretty weak. So it's it's uh, it's got the fifth place spot. Um, tall Grass is interesting. It's cool. It's it's short, sweet, to the point, like a lot of these are. Um, but there's not a whole lot going on in the score story other than a couple of good tense moments. Um, solid though. I like it automated customer services three, some good laughs, a little inconsistent in the delivery of the story, but, uh, some of the higher comedy points of the whole series pop squads. Number two, it's the most fleshed out world. Uh, interesting society makes me, makes me think not you guys, I guess maybe mama K a little bit, but, uh, and number one for me. And it sounds like our consensus. Number one, we all have it. Number one or number two, all through the house is dope. It's so good. It's only six minutes long, and it is uh, our favorite for uh, episode, or for part two. Quick, for those who want to know thoughts on the other two, Snow in the Desert is the one we didn't do that I, it's very similar to Pop Squad, it's also centering around immortality, it's also on a weird foreign planet, similar animation style, and there is robots having sex with aliens, so I spared Nicole, and we did not do Snow in the Desert, even (laughs) though that is another very (laughs) popular one, again, pointing to the target demographic of this show for the most part. They like Cause dudes because dudes and then the other one we didn't do life yes. Hutch which has Michael B. Jordan in it. Why didn't I pick the Michael B. Jordan episode because it's really boring. It's the worst episode of the season. It's not entertaining at all. Um, it's kind of like helping hand from last season. But boring. Like it's it's uh it's not good. I don't want to spend any more time on it. Uh, most people dislike that one as well. That's it. That's enough. We ran long. Thank you guys for indulging with me once again on Love Death and Robots Volume 2 this time. And coming up, we got back to regular old new regular old new new movies, theater movies, new streaming movies. And if you want to recommend things to us, films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram where a new tournament will be coming up for the summer. That's Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show with suggestions at films, the women at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on. Just get to the store before it closes. Yeah. The next time this is Brennan signing off. And sure thanks for left. listening and enjoy. <laughs> I think she might have. enjoy your movies.